Welcome back to Gospel Words. Um, so today we're talking about adoption um, in Gospel Words. And uh, if we haven't met, net, met yet, my name is Josh, uh, Josh Langford. Me and my wife just moved here in June, and I'm a pastoral resident at Gospel Grace. Uh, maybe we met last week, but just in case there are any new faces in here, uh, my name is Josh. And uh, man, we're just so thankful to be part of this church and just excited to be teaching this series along with Ben Henderson, uh, who hasn't taught yet, but he's going to be teaching the next couple weeks, um, so we'll be co-teaching. And man, I'm just excited to learn a little bit more about uh, New Gospel Word this morning. Um, excited to teach it, but excited for us all to learn together, seeing God's Word, this beautiful idea of adoption that God's brought us into family. And it just pairs so well, even with the sermon this morning. So it's really sweet just how God put that together, because me and Lucas did not uh, plan that. So um, I'm going to pray for us. And then we'll just dive right into to talking about adoption. Let's pray together. Oh, Father, thank you for this morning. Um, just an opportunity to sing to you and to hear from your word. And uh, Father, thank you that Jesus has just made it so easy for us to come to you and call you Father. And thank you that we can call Jesus our brother. He's not ashamed to call us brothers And thank you that we can call fellow Christians our siblings. You have brought us into family, um, really just a family of misfits that you chose to love and welcome in. So just help us today, Father, to come to treasure that reality just a little bit more. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, uh, it's good to see some new faces here this week. So I just want to give kind of uh, just a preface or reminder for those of us who were here last week, kind of just what this gospel growth is about. So the point of this gospel growth is kind of twofold. First, we want to explain, we want to define gospel words. So we really want you to know these biblical words that help uh, give meaning to what the gospel actually is. So the Bible uses a lot of different words to talk about what God's done in the gospel, And we want you to actually be able to know what those words mean. We want you to walk away with definitions so you understand what the Bible is saying. But secondly, because these are gospel words, they're not just words, they're gospel words. So we don't just want to stop at definition. We're trying to draw out the biblical implications of these words. So since they're gospel words, you know, we shouldn't just be trying to understand or define these words and just say, okay, I know it. But we should actually be trying to understand these words in such a way that uh, we love them, we obey God because of them, and we come to trust God, love God, be grateful to God for what he's done for us because of these words. So um, we want to both define these words and we want to love these words. So that's kind of the twofold vision we have for this gospel growth. And today, as I mentioned, we're talking about this gospel word called adoption. And in our time, we're going to kind of follow this this pattern of definition. So look at the definition biblically, and then we're going to draw out the implications, and we'll talk about that in the second part of our time. Okay, so let's start by asking the question, what is adoption? How would we define adoption? Well, we're going to go to God's word to figure that out. So uh, like last week, we're going to break up into three sections. So we'll take this right section here, middle section, and then left section. And what I want you to do is I want you to look at three biblical texts. So all together, we'll look at three. Each section, we'll look at one. This right section, I want you guys to look at Romans 8, 5 through 17. 
this middle section, you'll look at Galatians 4, 3 through 7. And then the left, you guys will look at Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 6. Okay, so pair up in just groups of two or three with people around you. Look at these texts, and then here's some questions that you can ask of the text. So read the text, and then ask questions like this. What is adoption all about? What words or what concepts is it related to? Uh, Why is it important? How is it connected to other biblical themes or concepts in the text? And then lastly, what does it clarify about the gospel? What is adoption telling us about what God's done in the gospel? Okay, so look at the text, read it with a couple people around you, ask those questions of the text, and then we'll come back and we'll share what we found, and we're just going to take three minutes, okay? So take three minutes and go do that with some people around you. Let's come back together and share what we found. Okay, so we're going to start with this right section. Could I just have a representative, a volunteer, to read your text? So read for us Romans 8, 15 to 17 out loud, just nice and loud so people can hear. Anyone willing to read? Yeah, thanks, bro. Sure, go for it. Great, thanks, David. Okay, so what did you guys find? What did you see there? What is adoption there? How is it being defined biblically? What's it related to? What is it good news for? Yeah, it takes away fear. What else did you see there? Yeah. Heirs with who there? Yeah. So adoption makes us heirs with Christ. Good, what else? The Spirit. Yeah, it's through the Spirit. Anything else you guys saw there? Yes, that's right. It's received. That's why it's gospel, right? Anything else you guys see in Romans 8? Yes. Right, so because of adoption, God is our father now. Yeah, that's right. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. So that's Romans 8. So those are some things we're starting to see about adoption. Okay, so what about Galatians 4? Would someone be willing to read Galatians 4, 3 through 7 for us in your section? And we'll talk about what you guys saw. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. Go for it. Great. Thanks, bro. So what did you guys see there about adoption? What are some observations you see in the text? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes, right. So there's similarities in even our adoption system we see now. We're adopted into a family. We have all the benefits, the rights and the privileges of being part of that family. Yeah, good. Yes. Yes. That's a great point. Yeah, so we're not born adopted into God's family. We're born slaves, and God rescues us from that, that position. Yeah, that's really good. Anything else you guys saw there you want to point out? Yeah, okay. What do you mean by that? Yeah, right. Yeah, so we don't belong to this world anymore. It's like our 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 family, like our our dad is in heaven. So like in that sense we are people of another country. Yeah, like that's our homeland. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So this is all possible because of Christ. That's why he came. Yeah. That's good. Thank you, guys. That's really, really helpful. Um, How about Ephesians? Would someone be willing to read your passage from Ephesians? Yeah, thanks. Great, thanks. Okay, what are some things you guys saw there? What does it tell us about adoption? Yeah. Yeah, we're chosen. And chosen by grace. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Father's plan before he created. Yeah, good. So this has been a long time coming. <laughs> like like we've been God's God's chosen children for a while, you know. Yeah, what else? Yeah. Yeah, right. It's like, do we consider our adoption to be a blessing? Like, that's a spiritual blessing. It's a divine gift. Yeah, and we're heirs. Oh, that's good. Well, let me tell you guys what I found. Those are all great. I pretty much found similar things. So in Romans 8, um, adoption takes away fear before God, doesn't it? We saw that. So if you're God's child, you're not enslaved to like these legalistic efforts of, you know, trying to get on God's good side. And he's not doing like cost-benefit analysis of whether or not you're worth his time. Like you're his child. If you're his child, he loves you. 
right? So it takes away fear that God doesn't love us. It's, it's such an evident um, example of how God does love us. He's brought us in. And then the spirit is the one to, who adopts, so he's actually an adopting spirit, right? The spirit is the one who makes adoption happen. So um, it's like this. I was thinking about this, like what's it like um, for the spirit to adopt? So it's kind of like this. It's kind of like God the Father devises this plan before the foundation of the world to save sinners and bring them into his family. So he puts this in writing, right? He, he, he creates this edict, if you will. So he writes up these adoption papers that say, henceforth, when blank trusts in Jesus Christ's death and resurrection for the full forgiveness of sins, they will hereby now and forevermore become a member of God's royal family, receiving all the rights and privileges hereunto. Don't you just love a sentence that begins with henceforth and ends with hereunto? That was pretty fun to write. I hope you guys like it. Okay, so then after Jesus dies, he signs the bottom, making this father's edict possible to be applied to those who believe. So now this document is, if you will, in Christ's name. It's in Christ, okay? And then when you trust in Jesus for forgiveness of sins, the spirit fills your name in the blank, right? So that this legal adoption into the father's family that happens because of Christ's work on the cross, it's applied to you because of the spirit. So the spirit takes this this edict of the father, the father's will, which is made possible because of Jesus' death and resurrection, and he applies it to us. He is the adopting spirit. And then lastly, we see adoptions received. We mentioned that adoptions received, it's good news because it's a gift, It's not earned. It's not merited. Okay, how about Galatians 4? Here's some things I saw. Adoption moves us away from slavery. Okay, think about what this means. Uh, This is what Jenny was saying. We're not adopted from nothing. We were adopted from a family of slavery. So we were born into slavery to sin and the devil, weren't we? Like, we were born into an abusive family. And they condemned us for every wrong move and scolded us for all our wrong choices, you know? But, but adoption means God's brought us into a family where our God is good, he's gentle, he's kind, he's loving. So we've gone from a family of abuse to a family of, of freedom, haven't we? Okay, also adoption's possible because of Jesus. So again, we mentioned this, the reason Jesus came to die was because you were on his most wanted list. <laughs> like Jesus came so that you could be adopted and he's in the business of if you will like international adoption like he comes from a far country heaven to earth you know to adopt and uh, and this means as we see in Galatians sonship it means privilege it means privilege in God's family it gives us the status of heirs we're not only sons we're sons who share what Jesus has earned. So we get the family business <laughs> when we're adopted. You know, we get what Christ has earned. And then lastly, here's some things I saw as well. Adoption is a spiritual blessing. We mentioned this as well. You've been adopted by God. That's a divine gift, a spiritual blessing. It should be something we treasure. Some of the great theologians say adoption is actually like the greatest treasure of the gospel, that we get to be God's family. And then God wanted to adopt us. It says he predestined this and that it was according to his will. So 
if you're a Christian, like, you weren't God's second choice after the first adoption failed, you know? Like, you weren't the leftovers. God wanted to adopt you. We talked about this today. God's love is personal. He wanted you. And, you know, there are just so many things about ourselves um, that we're so ashamed of. You know, and sometimes it's even hard to believe that anyone would want to go through any effort to love us, to move towards us. And yet that's what God's done. You know, that's what God's done for us in adoption. And then finally, adoption is to the praise of God's glory. Think of how costly adoption was for God to send his own son to make us sons. You know, and yet he invested in you. He was willing to pay that, that price. Okay, so in light of this biblical data, here's uh, a proposed definition for adoption. Okay, adoption is the work of God to welcome neglected and rebellious sinners into his loving family. Adoption is the work of God to welcome neglected and rebellious sinners into his loving family. Now notice the language there that I'm taking from the scriptures. We were both neglected and rebellious, right? So we were neglected passively by being a part of that abusive family of sin and the devil that promised us us life but never actually was loving to us. So in, in some sense, we were actually neglected children But in another sense, we were also actively rebellious against God and his family by by sinning and showing that we initially didn't want God to be our father. And we're neglected and rebellious sinners and we're welcomed into his loving family. So this family, think about it. God is our father. Book of Hebrews says Jesus is our brother and also the family of God, the church, like we are siblings as well. So we get this family of God our Father, Christ our brother, and the church our siblings, which is really amazing. Okay, listen to how J.I. Packer talks about this profound privilege of adoption offered in the gospel. God adopts us out of free love, not because our character and record show us worthy to bear his name, but despite the fact that they show the very opposite. We are not fit for a place in God's family. The idea is of his loving and exalting us sinners as he loves and has exalted the Lord Jesus sounds ludicrous and wild. Yet, that and nothing less than that is what our adoption means. Listen to this last few sentences. And throughout our life in this world and to all eternity beyond, he will consistently be showing us in one way or another, more and more of his love, and thereby increasing our love to him continually. Listen to this last sentence. The prospect before the adopted children of God is an eternity of love. Isn't that beautiful? Like, that's what we've been welcomed into through adoption. That's what this gospel word is communicating. So there's our biblical definition. Adoption is the work of God to welcome neglected and rebellious sinners into his loving family. Okay, so that's our definition. We've seen in the text what adoption is. Now let's move to biblical implications, okay? So what I want you to do again, break up into those groups of two or three people around you. Talk through that definition. Talk through the biblical text you were looking at. And then come up with answers to these two questions. What should adoption cause us to do? And then what should adoption produce in us? 
So let's just take two minutes, just talk with people around you. How might this be worked out in your life? Let's talk about that and then we'll come back in two minutes and, and we'll wrap up. Okay, let's come back together. Okay, real quick, what's just some, some rapid fire popcorn? What are some ways that, that um, adoption, what, are, what should adoption cause us to do and then what should adoption produce in us? Just give me some quick rapid fire short phrases, sentences of what comes to mind as you guys talk. You can answer either question. Good. So we act like members of God's family and we're grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, share it with others. Right. Good. Not be anxious. Yes. Very good. Worship. Yeah. Worship God. Yes, right. Trust that these words are true. Hold them close. Good. Maybe two more. Yes, confidence in us. Yeah. Yes. Good. Accept God's loving discipline. Yeah. Freeze us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's so good, yeah. It's like if we're not loving outcasts, we're not remembering that we were adopted. We should love outcasts. Yes, that's so good. Okay, let me just end with a couple of things that I saw. I, you guys actually pointed out a couple of these. Do not be anxious, yes. Matthew 6, what's your name, my friend? What's your name? Daniel, yes, Daniel. This is great, this is what I was thinking about as well. Matthew 6, therefore do not be anxious, Why? Your heavenly father knows what you need. So in Matthew, he actually says the only people who have a right to be anxious in their life are people who don't have God as father. Like if you have God as father, you can actually live a life free of anxiety because you trust God knows what you need. Yes, do not be anxious. And then also receive God's loving discipline, as Jenny said. Hebrews 12 said, it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. So God, like any good earthly father, he does discipline his children for their good. Like maybe it's through taking some, something harmful away from us or through bringing suffering that, that causes us to trust him or maybe even just humbling us to confess our sins so that healing takes place in our lives. Um, we should humbly receive God's discipline as loving, as corrective, and as restorative for us as, as a good gift so adoption should cause us to not be anxious and that we should receive God's loving discipline. And then adoption should produce in us, I think it should produce a love for the church. You know, think about all the descriptions in the Bible uh, of fellow Christians to one another. Like what do they call themselves? Brothers, sisters, right? Uh, brothers and sisters. So um, this should cause, adoption should cause in us a love for the church because this is the family God's brought us into. Like, you could even get in this rhythm of calling people you see at church that are fellow Christians like brother and sister to remind you that God has adopted you um, and brought you into this family. I was also thinking, like, this is an example of why 
we as a church have been so burdened for Cornerstone, right? Like we believe there are brothers and sisters over there who need healthy spiritual leadership, who need a family, who need a body to, to enjoy and be built up in. And we love them. Maybe even some of us have cried for them, have been burdened for them, have prayed for them. Why? Because like they're fellow family members. So adoption should cause this love for the church both locally and across the world. And then also I think adoption should produce not only love for the church, but love for the world as was mentioned. John 1.12 says, To all who did receive him, that is Christ, he gave the right to become children of God. So adoption assumes, we talked about this, but this is a really good point. You know, it assumes that not everyone is born a child of God. It means something has to happen to us for us to be made children of God. And it happens when we believe in Christ's death and resurrection for forgiveness of sins. So I wonder, like, as you think about this, like, think in your life of people you know that need the good news that they can be adopted into a family by means of sheer grace. And maybe you just share the gospel with them this week. Like, maybe just thinking about a gospel, the gospel, and this gospel word adoption, maybe you're emboldened to just share with someone this week, like, hey, you can be adopted into a loving family. You can be redeemed from slavery to this other abusive family. You can be welcomed into God's family, you know? Well, on the back of your sheet, there are seven outcomes I listed. Uh, This is from a book that I was reading in prep for this for how the Bible describes adoption for believers. So I was thinking like, maybe just take that sheet home and then maybe like one day every, every, every day this week, reflect on one of those truths. Like tomorrow, reflect on number one. The next day, reflect on number two. And maybe just see like how it changes your outlook on life. See how it changes maybe your bravery in the face of grief or your courage to share the gospel. Or maybe even just like your hope, you know, for what's coming. Um, This homecoming that we have with God, you know, maybe it changes your hope. Maybe it even changes just your prayer life in communion with God. But maybe take each one of these this week, reflect on it, and just see how God uses it to keep changing you. Not only in this class, but to keep that transformative work going throughout the week. Okay, let me pray for us, and uh, and then we can head out. Father, thank you for bringing us into family. God, you've welcomed us, neglected and rebellious as we are, into your loving family. We praise you for that, and Father, I pray that that truth would permeate our hearts, would affect us, and continue to transform us. Thank you that you had the plan to adopt us, that Christ made it possible, and that the Spirit has applied it to us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks guys. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you next week.